This is the Forex Q&A podcast. This is VP, professional Forex prop trader here in the United States. And what I do is I take your user-submitted Forex questions and I make a podcast out of it. Now, if you'd like to ask me a question, you go to nononsenseforex.com slash askvp. Think of one question you've always wanted to know but can never find the answer to. As long as it's Forex trading related, I will answer it typically within 48 hours. And then your question might make an episode of the show. Now, before we begin, a quick programming note. Uh, there will not be a trading video on YouTube this week. Typically, I release them on Thursday, and I will be out of town this week, so I cannot guarantee there will be one, so I'm just going ahead and not do one. Um, but the podcast will resume next Monday and stay right on schedule. But what I might do, and if I have time to do it, I'm going to definitely try to get it in before I leave is those of you on my list, I haven't sent you anything in a while, and I think I'm due to send you something, so I'm going to do that. Either this week or next, I'm going to really try and get it done this week. And for those of you who are not on my list, if you miss out on this, you miss out. Um, So what happens is people on my list get first crack at some really cool stuff. Now, it's going to be released to the public at some point. All it is is really a video of something really cool that I'm not planning on releasing for a few months and my list gets to look at it first. And I have a concept that is an extension of something that we're already doing, and I think it's going to help you guys out a lot. So if you're not on the list, get on the list. Uh, You can do that by asking me a question. That gets you on there. And then on nononsenseforex.com, there's a little form off to the side. You can just put your name and email in there, and then you have to double confirm. Remember, guys, if you don't do that, you're not going to get what I'm sending. And then you're good. That's all you got to do. Um, but if you miss out, that's fine. You'll just have to wait till the next one, but don't miss out on this one. It's a, it's a really neat little concept I want to show you guys, and I don't foresee that video coming out until probably early next year. And something you can also do in the meantime, uh, I had a video come out last week talking about ratios in Forex. Now, that is not the most exciting, sexy topic, and it is also me pretty much telling you not to do something. But what a lot of you have learned by now is I like to bury some of my best tips in those videos. So if you don't watch them, you miss it. And those of you who have seen the video know exactly what I'm talking about. In fact, um, once I reveal probably the last piece of my algorithm, it is going to be inside of a video that is about the Dirty Dozen. Um, I told you I'm going to take every one of those tools and make an individual video on it. And that is where one of the pieces of the algorithm is going to be, I can tell you right now. So when you see a video, for example, that says, don't use trend lines, don't just say to yourself, well, I already know not to use trend lines. I don't need to watch the video. You probably do, because you guys know how I work by now, just like I do with the podcast. There's always the quick answer, and then there's always more. And the real gold is hidden in the more part as is, I think, the case with this week's podcast. Um, It's not going to be anything revolutionary, but we have some things to talk about here. For those of you who have just found the podcast recently, I think the two most important episodes I've ever done were episodes three and episode four. Uh, Episode three was that we should all trade the daily chart, and that is a fundamental piece of how we trade here, so much so that I put that one in my core concepts playlist on YouTube. As did I, episode four. And the question there was, how many currency pairs do you trade? And I made a very, very good case for trading lots of currency pairs. I trade every combination of the eight majors, except for one, the Euro Swissy. And that one is probably coming back into my repertoire pretty soon. But 
I have banged the drum of trading 27 currency pairs. I, I sound like Barack Obama when he used to say, I, I read nine newspapers a day. I trade 27 currency pairs every day, or at least I look at them. And that number is going up by one very soon and may actually go up by a couple more by the end of the year. That will be something I talk about in next week's episode. I almost never foreshadow next week's episode because a lot of times I don't even know what it's going to be, but I do know what this one's going to be, so stay tuned for that for sure. And I think after that podcast, uh, I got a lot of you trading way more currency pairs than you typically do. But some of you still trade the same amount that you currently do, and you could be trading a lot more. And I think there are some reasons why you're not. And we're going to tackle those in this episode. Because one of those people who are a little bit trepidatious about expanding their repertoire into more currency pairs is JD from Durango, Colorado. And JD asks, I see you trade 27 different currency pairs. How are you not at a disadvantage with the higher spreads and the faster movement of the more volatile pairs? Now, for some of you, especially those who have watched every video that I have put out, you know this answer. I mean, really, you didn't even have to watch every video I've put out. You just have to remember episode four. I pretty much laid it all out right there. But I know, and it's because I've I've corresponded with traders for 10 years now, that people have these dyed-in-the-wool reasons for not trading more volatile pairs. None of them make sense, but they just won't get off of them. And fear is a big reason. And that fear is completely illogical and completely irrational. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit today. Now, I go over several reasons in the blog for this week. The blog is really heavy. It's got a lot of great stuff in it. Um, But I'm going to tackle two of them here. One of them is how fast they move. And the second one is going to be the higher spreads. So let me attack the first one. Uh, Volatile pairs. I think you guys are scared of the word volatile. All right. Volatile pairs move more, move faster, and that seems to frighten a lot of people. And there is absolutely no reason why it should. If you understand how percentages work, which seems like a very easy concept, but you would be amazed how many people this is completely lost on, then you will understand that trading a pair that goes very slow is exactly the same as trading a pair that goes really fast. I would like to direct you back to the risk video that I put out. Now, if you have taken the structure I gave you in that risk video and you implement it yourself, you will know that when you trade a slow pair and a fast pair side by side, you understand that if price were to go south on you and hit your stop loss on the slow pair and on the fast pair, you will lose the exact same amount of money because you are trading more money per pip on the slower pair than you are the faster pair. It's all percentages. It makes no difference how fast or slow the pair moves. This is how you account for that. Now, if you're an idiot and you put the same amount per pip on every single trade you make, regardless of the currency pair, well, yeah, you might have problems here. But if that's how you trade, your problems go much deeper than that. But having a really good smart risk profile in place negates a lot of these things. So how fast or slow a currency pair moves is none of your concern. Now, another thing that negates all of these silly, irrational fears is the fact that we trade the daily chart. 
If you have not seen, or listened to, I should say, episode three of the podcast, you really, really need to go do that. You cannot trade like we do if you don't watch that video and do what I tell you to do in that video. So let's recap some of the benefits that you get when you trade the daily chart. The obvious one is you get your time back. And I am a time over money guy 100 times over. And so I love that aspect of it. And the other aspect that I like is everything you use from a technical analysis perspective works better on the daily chart than it does any other chart. While all these other instant gratification yahoos are glued to their screen, they are prisoners to the market. The market is actually telling them what they need to be doing with their time. While they are stuck in front of their screen using all these time frames that don't work as well as ours, we not only get to do whatever we want, we also get better results than they do in the end. It's the best of everything. And something that I neglected to bring up in that video was, you know, another really great advantage we have as daily chart traders? Spreads don't matter. You will never have to look at a currency pair and say, wow, that spread on this more volatile pair is so much higher than this slower pair. Maybe I shouldn't trade it. You will never have to say those words. Now, don't be stupid like I was last week. Remember I told you in episode 13 that I waited too long and I got stuck in that one hour where all the spreads go way up. And I ended up uh, trading with a 14 pip penalty pretty much um, that, I, that there was no reason I should have taken. Now, obviously, don't do that. Don't trade in that one hour where all the spreads are super inflated. But if you're looking at a more volatile pair that you want to trade and the spread is four or five or even six or seven, who cares? It doesn't affect us. It's really going to affect somebody that trades a five-minute chart, for example, and the ATR on that five-minute chart is 10 and the spread is six. Well, yeah, now you have a decision to make. But it doesn't affect us at all. Here's what I did this week. I did some legwork. I did some research. And I went to the London Open on early Thursday morning because I was awake at the time. And I took all the currency pairs that I trade. And I said, okay, what are the spreads on Oanda right now? And I wrote them all down. Then I waited till right towards the end of the day, uh, which is the time I go check all my charts for entries and exits and things like that. And I recorded the ATR of every pair to see how much it is typically moving right about now. And I wanted to see how much of a percentage those spreads were compared to the actual ATR. So let's say the spread for a, a particular pair was two and the ATR was 100. Well, then that would be 2%. And again, that's nothing. That is the easiest thing to overcome. Price is probably going to move two spreads and, and cover that spread in a matter of seconds. But I want to see which pairs have the highest percentage, which is to people who are scared of spreads, the one thing they want to avoid because the highest spread for the lowest ATR is, in their minds, the biggest hurdle to overcome. I hope this makes sense. So uh, I did all this, and it's all right there on the blog. I got this giant table, if you guys are interested in what the most volatile pairs are right now, which pairs have the highest percentage, all that stuff. It's all right there. It's all recorded. And the highest percentage ended up being a whopping 6.3%. Oh, no, not 6%. Whatever will I do? How will I ever overcome 6% of the ATR for the day? So I took that currency pair. Um, I want you guys to guess what it was. I doubt any of you will get it, uh, and you can see the results on the blog. But I took it, and I just just to see, I went back in 2017, 
and I looked at my results. How many times did I trade that pair and how well did I do? And I traded it five times. And in those five times, I had, I think, three wins, one loss, and a break even. And I, and okay, so I should have said this first. The average spread for that currency pair is right about three pips. So by not trading it, I guess I would have officially saved 15 pips. So you can put a 15 up on the board. I would put a zero up on the board, but if you wanted to, you could put a 15 up on the board. My overall results for the year, one year's worth of trading, that one particular currency pair, I made 148 pips. Uh, 148 is much bigger than 15. It is much bigger than zero. And if I would have said, no, I don't like the, pers- I don't like the ratio on that thing. I'm just going to avoid it because the spread's too high for how much it moves. I would never have made those 148 pips. So I'm really glad I don't think that way. So how fast a currency moves does not scare me. How high the spread is does not scare me. Not because I'm this big, fearless monster, because I'm not stupid. And I understand that passing on trading pairs like that, for those reasons, is a stupid idea. As far as combinations of the eight major currencies go, you should be trading as many as possible. The only reason why you shouldn't is if you are currently a losing trader, and that's fine. What you need to be doing in that situation is trading as many pairs as possible on demo until you find something that you know works. And that's it. It's that simple. If you want to make it in this game, you have to give yourself every chance to win. And restricting yourself for stupid, fearful reasons is not how you get there. End of story. That's the last I'm going to talk about this for a while. I don't disparage some of you out there for having a little bit of fear and anxiety when it comes to trading these pairs, but after this podcast, there is no excuse. All of you should be trading the daily chart and trading as many currency pairs as you possibly can. If you're not, then don't come to me later if the results aren't there. But I don't think this applies to most of you. Most of you get it. A lot of you guys are out there killing it right now. Keep killing it. Catch up on the videos. Go watch that ratios video if you haven't already. Get on my email list and get ready for something good. Now, this podcast might have been a little bit of tough love, but it is still love. Now, if you want to show a little bit of love back, go to iTunes. Whether you listen to this podcast on iTunes or not, everybody has iTunes in some capacity. So go to it and give us a five-star review. It really helps spread the word out there for other people to discover the podcast and help this community grow. But you all have plenty to do this week now. I will see you next Monday. Go out there and get it.